Welcome to Community Centered, a show that features people in the community doing good things. Now, here are your hosts, Debbie O'Handley and Margie Kyle. Happy Tuesday, Margie. How are you, my friend? I am well. Well, you look spectacular as usual. Well, I got a call very early this morning. Mm-hmm. And? Oh, my goodness. It was, I think, about 6.30. Okay. From my dear friend Jim Cooper, who I absolutely love, from HOSPA, which is now VIA. Mm-hmm. And he said, you told me if ever I needed a speaker to call you. And I said, not at this hour. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love those phone calls? Can you be here at 8.30? I went, oh, sure, why not? So, wow. Yeah. You did it. I did. You it were was, the girl on call. We talked about personality and color and who they were and uh, their weaknesses and their strengths through the colors their eyes go to. Okay. It was fun. You were, you really, mm-hmm. you look spectacular today. This Thank outfit you. is really you. Well, I was going to be in all black again, and I thought, no, you can't talk about color in black. Mm-mm. Got to bring it. Had to get some energy going. That a girl. <laughs> well, I did a workshop this morning. Um, really fabulous. Learned a lot of stuff. You know, when you teach an old dog a new trick, it's kind of a really spectacular thing, right? <laughs> so the days that we stop, no matter how old we are learning, yes. is the day we can just lay down. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I'm super excited about that. And yesterday, we had, I think, 23 um, CMPD police officers and sheriff at Hope House. And no, there wasn't anything uh, spectacular going on. It was a training. So they are trying to train all of our officers in the community on what they call CIT, crisis intervention training. Okay. And so this was an opportunity to have a conversation, to do a lunch and learn, to tell them about Hope House, and to give them a different perspective um, from someone who's lived homeless. Yeah. So it was really informative, and they were really a wonderful group of people. Now, were some of the, the people who lived there there? Um, I will be honest, most of them left because, okay. you know, they're they're terrified. And, well, that's uh, what I was wondering. It's a challenge, uh, but one stayed, and one was brave enough to tell her story, very engaging, very um, illuminating, shining the light on some of things that she experienced. And it was uh, to educate each other um, about different things. And um, it was an awesome opportunity. And so I hope we just keep moving the needle forward with these narratives that we well, it, in difficult you conversations. At the helm, it will. <laughs> <laughs> Let's only hope so. Don't give me a microphone. You know how I feel about a microphone. <laughs> so, what else is going on? Well, I am thrilled with our guests today. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to try to be a good student today yeah. and listen intently. And people have to listen to the whole thing. Okay. And we do encourage call-ins. Okay. Um, I know that Melanie Houston is my grant writer for Little Smiles. Oh, well, hey, now. That's a different <laughs> conversation. I just came in because I wanted her jacket today, but that's awesome. And has been ever since we started. Okay. And I, I I couldn't have done it without her because that's her profession, not mine. I bow humbly to yeah. all grant writers. It is a foreign language. So thank you for You're what welcome. you do. <laughs> and, you know, she's also an author. Okay. And has written many books and is off. She edits. She does everything. Oh, that's amazing. So I've been talking about writing my book for mm, years and... I think she's having a seminar to maybe get some of us up and 
actually doing again. Wow. So I'm going to, I can't wait to ask her about that and have her share that because she, she is the calmest, pulled together, direct woman I know. That's awesome. And when she speaks, you listen. Okay. Because you know that what she's saying is is right. Listeners, I hope you're listening to that and you are going to stop what you're doing and pay attention to who our guests are today so that you can and learn with us. with her is her better half. They both are the best of okay. the best. And Dan um, is a John Maxwell coach. Oh, boy. And we'll introduce him when his time comes too. But, you know... If you ever have a down day and you talk to them for an hour, you don't have a down day anymore. So are you saying we're in the presence of a power couple? Yes. Would you say that, more? Yeah, I would. But a very soft power com- okay. couple. That's amazing. I think... Um, they you know, can read how you're feeling within a minute. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I think in this post-COVID world, what we're missing is some leadership and some teaching. And I think that... We were in survival mode for so long, so very long, and coming out of it, people are looking to do things in a new and different way, and I think, um, Dan, what you offer, I think people need good leaders, right? Um, I have a funny story about a leader that I'll share with you. One time I did a workshop, and it was around, uh, they used uh, equine therapy as part of the workshop, and it was for leaders. And I was put into an arena with a horse in front of an audience, a stadium of people. And they were like, "Um, your horse's name is Ray. And you're going to tell Ray, uh, you know, we're going to walk Ray around the arena. And um, I was like, I got this. I know my way around a horse. Not, but I did. And so I pulled on his rein and I tugged and I tugged and he went nowhere. And he kind of pawed his hoof in the sand and he wasn't moving. And I was humiliated in front of all of these people. Um, But the person giving the workshop stopped and said, think for a minute, what's happening here? She said, turn around and tell Ray what you want him to do. Tell him, we're going to walk around the arena. You're going to jump over the hoop. You're going to go through the barrel and we're going to come back into the center. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I need to tell this horse (laughs) what we're going to do because I thought as a leader, people would just follow, right? So I turned around and I made eye contact with this horse named Ray and I told him exactly what we were going to do and he, and he followed me. And the moral to that is that good leaders tell people where they're going. And I hadn't had that experience (laughs) until Ray, the horse, taught me that. And I always... He was having a good laugh. I always think about that now. And every time I speak or do something, I think I need to tell people where I'm going and why and what we're doing. So like I said, I'm going to be a student today. I'm going to try really hard to listen and um, let them lead me on what... um, I can glean from them and their knowledge. Yeah. So I'm excited about that too. Well, you know, we both have nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And I, when I hired Melanie, I knew I was in good hands. That's awesome. Yeah. And we've done very well and very easy to work with. Just very amazing. The just grant amazing. world is yeah. a foreign language. It is to me. Yeah. It is getting uh, progressively more and more challenging to write a grant, uh, grant, Funders are asking questions now that are really, really directed in in the movement. But, you know, we in this workshop I did this morning, they were talking about that. 
how do you say what you do works? Yeah. How do you how do you do that besides the narrative? What what metrics are you using? And well, I mean, for us, we've gone from maybe a thousand kids a year to five to between a hundred and five hundred a month. That's crazy. So That's something's wild. working. It, it, it's of course it's working. <laughs> Little smiles is putting smiles on people's face no matter what the circumstance. So yeah. I know when we come back, I'm going to be really looking forward to what they have to say. And I hope that our listeners, if you have a, a call, you can call eight four four studio four or eight four four seven eight eight three four six four. Call in. I'm sure Dan will be excited to take your call. Melanie, I'm sure will will take a call as well. And of course, there's always Margie and I that we can give you. <laughs> our sage advice um, from the nonprofit perspective. So when we come back, we'll be introducing our guests. I'm excited. I am too. Centered with Debbie O'Hanley and Margie Kyle will return after this short break on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join the community-centered discussion with Debbie O'Hanley and Margie Kyle on 105.9-100.7 WSIC. Welcome back. I am with a friend and a colleague and somebody I am just enjoying knowing and learning what your life is growing into. Uh, grant writer, publisher, um, you do editing, human resources, ghost writer. You, d- you just do it all. And during break, I always say to Debbie, we should keep the mics on because mm-hmm. during break is where we get a lot of meat, you know. <laughs> I've stopped journaling and I think I need to just start doing that um, again. Do that. Yeah, absolutely. But you have an exciting program that I cannot wait to hear more about. Well, I'm relaunching book coaching services okay. for emerging and seizing, seasoned authors. And on February 15th at 7 p.m., I'm going to do with my colleague a free book coaching webinar. And it's to initiate the journey for people who have a book inside. They haven't finished yes. it. Or they've been wanting to start it and they have a fear of where do I begin? So we're going to talk about that on the free webinar. And then once there's a an interest, you you think, okay, I need this. I want to do this. Then we can sign you up for one-on-one coaching, group coaching. Uh, for example, this weekend, I have an author that I've been working with for a little over a year. She's a medical doctor and she was caught up in a cult, mm-hmm. a very intelligent woman for 14 years. And her book is Anatomy of a Cult, and she's coming in from Michigan to the Lake Norman area, and I'm going to spend the entire weekend with her finalizing, polishing her manuscript, working with a graphic designer on the cover, and getting it ready for printing. So I'm I'm preparing, I'm going back and, and editing and looking at the journey that we can take her audience on Uh so that they stay engaged in her book. And she has something to be proud of because when she first started, she thought she had a book. But my my other book coach, I handed her to to Miss Coleman and she helped her craft her chapters and get 
some meat there. And then I took it from there and we went line by line on Zoom because she's in Michigan. Yeah. And we have meetings twice a week. We schedule time and line by line by line. Now I'm going back through it and doing the polishing and working with her. And the change and the transition that I've seen in her as a writer, when she read to me the final part of her book, it was, wow, uh, you have done this amazing progression from when she first started writing to now finishing. You've I hardly, written some beautiful books, I've, too. I, well, I, did, I am an award-winning author yes, and publisher. Do. Yes, My uh, book that I wrote for young girls where I use hair as a journey and a metaphor. Um, My husband who's with me and I, we uh, commissioned an artist in uh, the Bahamas where my husband's family is from. And it's all watercolor and tea stain. And we've won three awards with my Africa. It's called My my Africa Hair. Yeah. And I um, use that as a journey for self-esteem. Yes. And I have pictures. We have pictures of young girls, women, who have hair. There's even a picture of a woman with no hair. Mm. But we we talk about the journey and it's particularly geared toward young girls with ethnic hair. Yes. Because um, that still is a topic and it's still a, is a, um, an issue for our young girls and our young men. And I felt that it was important to talk about it from that perspective because there's a lack of understanding about that, particularly in the school system. Yeah. And I was raised to take pride in in my hair. My grandmother was a beautician and she was beautiful. Yeah. And she taught me how to carry myself and how to take care of that. But not everyone has that in their family. But more importantly, the society that we live in doesn't recognize it as regal sometimes, or the fact that there's so much diversity in it, they don't understand it. Right. So I use the book to draw that out. How and can people get a hold of you? The best way is if you want to email and, and just correspond and to get registered for the book webinar, contact me at info, I-N-F-O, at alabaster. Remember the Bible study, the the Bible story, the woman with the alabaster box? So info at A-L-A, B as in boy, A, S as in Sam, T-E-R, B-O-X, media.com. Okay. And I'll get you um, the link to the webinar. And now, I can is there a share. cost for that? The webinar on February 15th is free. Mm, what a gift. Yeah, it's free. And as a part of Alabaster Box Media Group Services, like you said, I help publish. I'm an editor. I have edited uh, the the uh, my team, Ella Coleman. She had a magazine, and I edited for her for over ten years. Okay. And she had Zig Ziglar, Dr. Miles Monroe. Wow. We would edit everything that came in the door. Uh, so I got I got a chance to work with those kind of great people. Mm-hmm. And then I went on as an executive editor for Who's Who Publishing under the leadership of Sonny Martin in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and what a character. Oh, my goodness. We highlighted the achievements of African-Americans, African-American leaders in 26 countries. I'm sorry, 26 cities around this country. And I was executive editor. 
And I had the opportunity to ghostwrite for two state Supreme Court justices that did not have the time or know what to do in terms of writing a forward. And he would say, don't worry about it. I'm going to pair you with Melanie. And I would listen to them and just take notes and I would write their forwards. And I think uh, one state Supreme Court justice changed two small words. And I just had the biggest (laughs) smile because I said, I did it. Uh, But... um, I wrote, I had a team of editors under me around the country and freelance writers. And so I took all of that. And while I was working for Purpose, I learned how to do very large government proposals. Okay. A friend of ours on the team had his own uh, energy marketing company and he needed someone to help do proposals one night. And I came upstairs and helped him out. And we won the contract for the city of Richmond, Virginia to ship gas. So I, that's how I learned. And so I yeah. took the proposal writing experience and transferred it to the nonprofit side for grant writing. And that's how I transitioned and know how to do grants, because I did very, very large government proposals yeah. for city, state and local governments in six states. So that's what I bring in terms of how to put the proposal together, um, what wins, yeah, what doesn't win. And um, and set reasonable expectations because you don't win every grant, Margie, you know that. We I don't do. win every grant mm-hmm. we go after, but the important ones, we've, we've won, haven't yes, we? we? And the big I'm ones. telling you, I'm looking for bigger ones in 2024 for little smiles. Yeah. We're going to mm-hmm. we're going to step out. Mm-hmm. OK, and step up and step up. I'm going to put some more money in, in your in your um, but so budget. many people are stuck with a book inside of them. Mm. We're going to help you get that book out yeah, of you. I, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you, if you 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 ha- let us work with you, we do the one on one. We do the group. Um, like I said, this weekend, Dan and I are hosting our author for uh, a final. We're calling it a vision retreat. She's going to wrap this book up. And when she gets back on that plane Monday afternoon to go back to Michigan, she's going to have the biggest smile on her face. She's already talking to people Aww. about her forward and uh, the uh, testimonials and all of that. You she's are living excited. your dream because yes. you're helping people. Yeah. And this is you know, this is only a part of the dream, Margie. I know. The dream is starting to evolve even out of my journaling. God expands your territory. Yes. When you sit. And just get quiet and you let him talk to you. Yes. And he's even expanded the vision for Alabaster Box Media Group. So I tell everyone that's listening, don't miss the journaling. Don't sleep on that. Oh, I used to journal. Go buy yourself a pretty journal (laughs) or one that's sturdy and sit down whenever you have that quiet time, whether it's in the morning or late at night, and just be still. And I can't tell you what comes out and what comes in. And I make sure I distinguish between my thoughts and his <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> and, and in doing that, it has brought me comfort when I've had a season of loss. Yes. Yes. Understanding when I'm going through a trial mm-hmm. and peace when I couldn't find the piece that I needed. Right. He would, he, he, that's the one thing he says to me all the time. Peace. Mm. I give you but peace. people just don't sit still, do they? We're so busy. Yeah. And mm. Dan and I, as, as entrepreneurs, we're always busy. But I have found that it's more valuable for me 
to get up in the morning and sit still. Yeah. And I can accomplish more in terms of what my vision should look like by that time that I spend sitting there. Yeah. And then I go about my day before I would rush. Like, okay, I, I got to hurry up with this journal. I got to hurry up and, you know, get my devotions out of the way. Because I, I, I got emails I got to pull down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Facebook. And, fa- and, and, and the social media. We don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I had to sit still. Yeah. And when in doing that, so much more came out of the quiet time. And actually, my Africa hair was written 80% of it, I'll say 70% of it in one evening. That it was just breathed book. in. Yeah. And we can't underestimate or take for granted what that time does for us yeah. as, yeah. as human beings. Yes. And you know, it's an interesting thing too. She actually added my first book in 2009 and I wrote it with the, with two other authors and we had, literally spend 18 months trying to decide <laughs> we getting ready to write a book, getting ready to write a book. Here's what's going to go in it. We would write some and then we would talk about it. She came in and said, look, y'all are taking too long to write this book. This book needs to be done. And, uh, and so within the course of literally three months, we had a draft for the book done because once you get a, a coach, I, when we're going to have to take a break in a yeah, minute, when we yeah. come back, Hold I want to hear more. Yep. Community Centered continues now. Here are your hosts, Debbie O'Hanley and Margie Kyle on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to Community Centered. It is Tuesday, and I am here with my friend Margie and our new friends, Dan and Melody. Dan, you were telling us mm. right before <laughs> the break. Yes. And and again, during the break, we heard a fascinating story of how you two came together. And I'm so sorry our mics weren't hot to be able to catch that. But we got to talk to Bill about that. Yes, we're going to have to we're going to have to retrain Bill, Marty. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how some of the best conversations they occur do. over the, yeah. the kitchen, what I call the kitchen tables? Yes. And yeah. you don't and you, you wish you could capture them in some way because they're informal, they're authentic. And nobody's trying to put on the ear for anybody and just no. talking. I There's love a lot it. of sweet stuff that happens then, for it sure. Does, so, so what were you telling us? It was well, fascinating. Melanie was talking about book coaching. And I and I, I wanted to, to just to emphasize the fact that sometimes you have a book inside you and you've been trying to get it out yeah. all by yourself. And when you bring a coach along with you to partner with you on that process, it gives you a couple of things. It's mm-hmm. the same, you know, my work is d- dealing with leadership coaching and executive coaching, but the book coaching and that are so parallel that sometimes we talk about the different strategies we're using to help people accomplish their goals. So one of the things I was saying before we we, we uh, closed was I wrote a book in 2009 with two other co-authors and we had been trainers and consultants together. Combined, we had like 65 years of experience. So we said, let's put this together in a book. <laughs> so for 18 months, we were talking about the book. And Melanie finally said, you look, guys, you guys got they something were here. That was the problem. Yeah, we were talking. <laughs> we were writing some too. But uh, And she came in. We've been for almost two years trying to write this book. And she came in within three months. We had a draft copy. Wow. And so I'm saying all that to say that there's so many people out there that have a book in them. That's and right. that whole notion yeah. of coaching, you know, and especially if you can get a good book coach. Yes. You know, I, uh, I think Melanie and, and her, her team are uh, extremely excellent on, on how to do that. 
And it's even a framework. I mean, one of the things that we do when we do coaching is we like to have a framework that we want people to resonate with. And so if you look at, at Melanie's uh, framework, it's what, uh, can, I, can I say it? And it's, it's something we call the hero's journey. Mm. And the hero's journey, this guy named Joseph of, of, of uh, uh, Cobb, um, Campbell wrote this thing in the 1920s. And it's a journey that almost every single major book that you've ever read they take their hero through this journey. It's yeah. a 12-step journey that they go through. And if you ever looked at anything like Star Wars, Star Wars is a good example of the hero's journey where Luke <laughs> becomes this fantastic fighter and, and he, he kills the, well, he, he comes up. But on the way, Margie, what she said earlier is Luke, he, he was able to, to uh, he was blessed with the mentor. Yes. Oh. You know, I cannot say enough yes, about mentors. Mentors, mm -hmm. I, I tell you, and uh, and that's kind of the hero's journey. A hero goes yeah. through all kinds of stuff, goes into hell just about. Yeah. And as he begins to revive himself, they come up with a hero. I mean, come up with a mentor. And I was sharing you how many times I had met <clears throat> Mark Victor Hansen. Yes. And he, I bought his tapes years ago, um, and wrote my own book on my life, mm -hmm. where I was, what I was going to do with it, how I was going to get there, when I was going to get there. Yeah. And I did it all. And I yeah. cannot say enough for uh, coaching and what you do. Yeah. John Maxwell is another one of my favorites. And when Melanie and I, we were working together on our first grant and you shared with me what Dan did, I went, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I've got to get to listen to him too. And he's not yeah. just a coach, he's a mentor. Yeah. And sometimes I sneak and I listen to his conversations with his coaches. <laughs> so, so I was going to ask, in your household, when you have this power couple that you are, the entrepreneurs, what does peeling potatoes look like in your house? Are you coaching and mentoring and teaching each other? Or is there um, ever a moment when you're not I'm on? teaching him to cook right now. Okay. Oh, yes. okay. It's He's my sous chef. <laughs> Dial in. Dial in yeah. That's awesome. He's my sous chef. And you know, the interesting thing about it, in terms of birth orders, we're both uh, oldest child. Mm -hmm. Firstborn. Firstborn. And okay. you can imagine what oldest, you know, we both come from large families. So we were the ones, the dominant person, and we took care of all the kids and they had to do what we said and all of that. So you can imagine in a household where two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two, yeah, it, it gets, it gets pretty, yeah. you know, I have to, Sometimes I have to bow down. I said, look, let me just keep my mouth shut because I can't win this. Yeah. You oh, well done. Keep... Well done, Melanie. <laughs> um, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> He's still... You're picking your battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so do I because we do have very conflicting um, opinions about what's a priority, what's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, we work together. We live yeah. together. Yeah, but We're, you have yeah. the same end goal. We do. Yeah. And that's what keeps it that, together. That, and, he, and sometimes I don't want to listen to what he has to say. <laughs> And then, you know, after I do, it's, okay, he's right. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, settle down and buckle in. <laughs> um, and I listen. Um, but I'd never thought when we first married that this would be the journey, that it would look like this, mm -hmm. that we would complement each other from a coaching standpoint. The book coaching for me emerged out of me editing and helping people to finish. And it's the part that I love. I love sitting there and 
you know, going into a sentence and saying, tell me more about your grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about her hands and her feet. And one of my authors, because I started asking her questions about her grandmother in Jamaica, she stopped in that for about two weeks, delved and she found out family history that she had no idea she Mm -hmm. had. Mm. And the only thing I asked her was, tell me about your grandmother's hands and what did she do? And she realized her grandmother was an entrepreneur in Jamaica. Mm. She said, well, wait a minute. She got up every morning and she had chickens and she took the eggs and she came back home with fish. So she sold the eggs (laughs) and that's how she fed her family and took care of everything. Wow. And sold other things. And so that brought that out. That's the fun part. Mm -hmm. The discovery. The discovery Mm -hmm. of what you have inside. You Mm -hmm. have information and knowledge that you don't realize you have. You have stories that you don't know that you have. And grant writing is very similar because Mm -hmm. it is telling a story. Mm -hmm. And it's telling a story in a specific way with a limited amount of characters and word count. It used to be you yeah, could write, uh, you know, on and on. They don't want to read all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't want to look at all your brochures. No. They tell you right up front, this is my question. And sometimes they'll ask you three questions and tell you you have a thousand characters. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. And the, But that's my job is to help tell your story within the limitations of the grant itself and mm-hmm. to make it a compelling story so that when those people evaluate the grant, they feel what you do. They understand what you do. Yeah. And that's important just to tell that story. And you may not win the grant, but sometimes that's okay because you'll get in the top one, two, or three. They'll remember you the next year. It's an exercise, mm-hmm. right? And each time we, I feel, even for us, each time we write, we get better and there better you go. because we learn how to tell the story in a different way. Question for you, Dan. Mm. Is there a difference between coaching and leadership? Or how would you say they differ? Well, I think I think there's a lot of overlap, of mm-hmm. course, and 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 many of the people have used coaching to move from managing to leaders, mm-hmm. and and I think most of the people that say come to us, and, and a lot of times they come to us because there's something missing in the way that they. The way Are that they, they stuck socially, sometimes? Well, they're stuck sometimes. And it's almost what you were saying before. Sometimes it's it's like the horse that, mm-hmm. that, was, that you... My the, friend, right? Friend, <laughs> the, the, the horse, essentially, you know, what happens a lot of times, it's amazing how a lot of people just expect people to know what's in their head. Yes. And so they tell their employees, look, just do go do the job. Right. And the employee has no idea about what their expectations yeah. is. Mm-hmm. That's a manager. A, manager, a lot of managers do that. But leaders, they make sure that the person understands exactly what their expectations are. And again, we can measure those expectations. I want you to do X, Y, and Z by such and such date. And I want you to come back and explain to me what you did versus go do the work. <laughs> and so we find out that, that uh, coaching helps leaders. It informs leaders about what's some of the best practices of business or, or nonprofits. What's the best practice of that? And so, for example, one of the things that that we do know about leadership has a lot to do with this whole notion of of how, what kind of goals do you set for yourself? Mm-hmm. And we 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 know we talk a lot about that. And I think that one of the things that we know, and 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 a leader understands, there's a difference between goal setting and goal getting or goal achievement. Mm-hmm. Those are two different processes. Absolutely. 
And so you help a leader understand, okay, I got I to gotta get real clear about what my goal is. I got to do exactly what you said, Mark. I got to understand mm-hmm. what it is I'm going after. I got to be right. really clear about it. I got to understand this is what I want. I even got to know what, when I wanted it to happen. That's goal setting. And I always say, what are you going to be wearing? What are you going to be you know, sitting yeah. in? How are you going to be breathing? That's right. You know, and it's amazing because how Because then you really start feeling it. Yeah. And when you do that, then it becomes a compelling yes. goal. Yeah. So some people, you know, of course, we just finished January and some people basically have said, essentially, I want to lose 40 pounds. And on that note, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'll take my jewelry off. Call <laughs> now to speak with Debbie O'Hanley and Margie Kyle at 844-STUDIO-4. It's community-centered on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. Oh my goodness, this day has flown by. We have had some really great conversations uh, off air and on air. And Dan, tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Should someone need some of your wonderful skill here, what what would be that way? Well, the best way is through my website, danhoustonassociates.com. Okay. And then my telephone number, and I like answering phone still. I'm still that old school type person. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, 704-750-9670. And they can reach me in any one of those, those, those uh, outlets. And I like, and I I like that, the idea that if, if people think that they need coaching, just call and we'll give them a 30 minute to a 45 minute complimentary oh, that's beautiful. coaching call. Yeah. An actual coaching call, not just exploring. Okay, Some people we don't even know what coaching is. Yeah. I know they don't. don't yeah. They? yeah, they don't. And we, and we, we think that it's a good idea that when you, when you have, I think every point I've had a coach now for since 2010 and Paul Martinelli and his group has been coaching me. And I can't tell you how much I've grown as a result of having someone walk alongside me. And I used to think, oh, I don't need a coach. I've got all this education and I've got all this stuff. But once I started working with a coach, my level just took over. You know, I'll give you one example. In one year, I wanted to make uh, double my income. Mm-hmm. I said, let me double my income. <laughs> and, and, I, and I figured out I couldn't do it by myself. So I got a hold of Paul Martinelli and some, of, some other coaches in that, in that uh, setting. And they will help walk me through so that by the end of the year, we were doing our income taxes. And sure enough, I had doubled my income. Yeah. yeah. And that just gives you an idea. Okay. You can't always do it by yourself, but you need somebody just to walk alongside you. Now, a coach is not a therapist. They don't, you know, they're not going <laughs> to tell you what to do. But here's the thing. And you said it earlier. We have whatever we need inside us. Uh-huh. So it's almost like Michelangelo when he's chipping away at the block. And he says, you know, I see the angel inside. Yeah. And all I have to do is chip things away and the angel will appear. And that's pretty much when you think about coaching, there's so much inside of us that we already know. And because we have doubt, we don't have the right that's belief. Right. We don't no have the confidence. right thinking about no confidence, no self-discipline. And sometimes we can't really reach our, yeah. our goals. And so I think a, goal, uh, a coach helps to set goals. It also helps you to overcome obstacles to your goals. It's like Melanie again with the book coaching. There's that, you know, there's a hesitancy. But there's also some external things that happen to you that you have to overcome. Now, how young could you start maybe some of your kids with a coach? Uh, oh, that's such a good question. 
Because a lot of times the kids need more of a mentor yes. than they do a well, coach. And I would agree, maybe just a mentor yeah. would be. Yeah, we have a good mentor that's been there with the kids, yeah. knows what the kid's going through and all of that. And uh, I love being mentored to young kids. I do too. And young, and young yeah. adults. You know, I'm I'm kind of a sage now. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. an elder in my communities. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I love working with people that are younger than me, even a 50-year-old. Yeah. is younger than me, and I can become a mentor and a coach to them. And I love that. That, that gets me up in the morning. I yeah. get all excited yeah. about coaching and mentoring young folks because I can see sometimes where they could be going where they don't see. That's right. And I'd love to bring out, this is what your vision ought to be, and this is what I see in you. So let's see if we can yeah. spend some time bringing that out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you just said, um, Dan, that there are some external things that you need to overcome before you can do some goal setting. Like, just talk briefly about that. Yeah, the the external things sometimes actually become internal things. Like, for example, how you grew up. Yes. And there's a lot of people that grew up in poverty, and they still have that view that I can't reach any further than my parents have reached. None of my parents have ever made more than thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. So who am I to think that I can be to make a hundred thousand? So the on one hand, they look back at what their parents' messages, what the parents had said to them, and sometimes that's that's an obstacle. And sometimes we have other external obstacles where we don't have the education we need, or we don't have the kind of learning that we need. We don't necessarily have the resources we need. Those are external things, but you can get those things. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. But a lot of people don't believe they can get those things. And so when you get into coaching, you look at, okay, how do we get over these limiting, some people call it limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. How do we get over these obstacles that's yeah. holding, it's been holding you back? Because it's funny how obstacles don't disappear overnight. They've been holding you back for years and years that's and right. years. That's right, yeah. And so coming in grips with that sometimes is painful for people. I know I still have some stuff and I'm a coach and I've done a lot of work with myself. Sometimes I catch myself saying stuff like, Dan, how did you do something that stupid? You know, I make those kind of statements, (laughs) you know, and that it seems on the surface that that's not a really, it doesn't, it's not a big deal because you laugh at yourself, you call yourself stupid, but it does, your subconscious mind captures stuff like that. So you have to catch yourself and turn that around, Dan, you're not really stupid. You might be a little bit inexperienced in this area, or you may have to study a little bit more here, but you're not stupid. And that's the thing that sometimes and I think external sometimes that's where journaling self. comes into play, mm-hmm. too. And visualizing who you really want to be, where you want to go. How are you going to get there? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And once you can start visualizing yourself in that position... I know when I first started with my TV show, yeah. I got the captain's chair and I could vision myself sitting in that chair doing my show and all of a sudden there mm-hmm. I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's so powerful. It is powerful. But you do need somebody to be there right by your side sometimes saying, you can do it, mm-hmm. you can do it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you times I've talked to my coaches and they've said, you know, Dan, that's a good idea. I'm going to try. And I stop them. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you're going to try? I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Stop saying these qualifying yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, you're going to actually do it. And it's amazing. Something that small That's captures right. their attention. And they catch themselves in a meeting saying, well, you know, I'm going to try to do And they catch themselves. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they change around. You know what? 
by Tuesday at six o'clock, I'm going to have it done. Well, and that's when I approached the TV station and said, I am going to have my own show once a week and da, 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 da. And the guy looked at me and said, okay, then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because I came in just positive and attitude is half the key. Yeah, 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 it does. This has been um, eye-opening and very educating for me because one of the things that we do with our families at Hope House is we teach them how to create what we call a PGP, a personal goal plan. But the thought never occurred to me about their limited knowledge of what a goal is or yeah. that trauma might be impacting their ability to do that. And so week after week after week, getting frustrated in case management and not seeing mm -hmm. the progress mm -hmm. really means that there might not there might be an ability why they can't do that. And so thank you for educating me on that and to maybe look at things a little bit differently in the work that we do on um, not taking for granted that folks, you know, when you, we always say coming to Hope House is an opportunity, mm. right? You get nine months to reset your life and transform your life. So let's get going. Let's make those let's goals. Let's reach <laughs> yep. and, yep. you know, make a strategy and we're going to, and every week yeah. we're going to like, are you making your goals and everything? Maybe there are some external things that they need to overcome first yeah. before they that can even think about may that. may not work for them. That's right. Absolutely. The way it works for other people. And are we pigeonholing people into, you know, a strategy that might not necessarily be the right thing for some folks? So I'm, there are going to be a lot of happy people at Hope House <laughs> starting tomorrow that are going to go, whew, maybe we don't have to set some goals. You got me just... smiling because that is such a, a mission to to understand that sometimes people set goals, that's one set, but then there's the, the idea of establishing and achieving those goals. Right. It's a whole nother set of tools and resources yeah. and internal beliefs that you have to have. Mm -hmm. Intellectually, I can set a goal, sure, but to accomplish it, I, I need so yeah. much more. That's why it's so important for people to walk alongside you and understand that. That you understand there's some things that's holding me back. I, sometimes, now here's the thing that I really love. Let me leave you this with this, because this, this has helped my life so much. It has a lot to do with, you set a goal. A lot of people set a goal. It's not necessary to achieve that goal. It's to become the person that you need to become in order to achieve the goal. Mm. Oh, I like that. You know, and that's the thing. You might have to say that the journey. <laughs> it's the journey. You know, you set a goal, but there's, you have to become that type of person. Yes. To, in order to achieve that yeah. goal. So okay. when you say, I want to have my own TV show, you didn't just pop up one day with the talent <laughs> and you get that vision, yeah. but now you had to work yourself into it. That's you had to right. learn the, how to script things, how to interview yeah. people. You had to learn how the technology work. You had to learn how to get up in the morning and prepare yourself for the for the show and you and had to learn this timing and lose those 40 pounds <laughs> and stuff. And so... That, you know, you became the person that could sit in that chair. Yeah. They didn't yeah. just give you the chair. You no, became that person. That's right. And that's what I that's love That's why about. you have to vision, you have to have a vision of it. Yes. Well, I hope yeah. our listeners have learned something from both of you. I was being smart in the beginning when I said a power couple, but you truly are. Oh, wow. Thank you for Thank the contributions you. you've made to our community and your grant writing and your coaching. I wish you just uh, tremendous success to keep doing that because like we were saying during the break, post-COVID, we need yeah. we need some coaching. We need, we need to know how to reset. Address one more time. Yes. Reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at Alabaster, A L A B is a boy, A S T E R, boxmedia.com.
And the date is February 15th at 7 o'clock p.m. If you Mm -hmm. reach out to me, I will send you the link to register. I'm going to do that as soon as I get home. (laughs) And so, and and Dan gave the number 704-750-9670. You can call that number and reach me as well. You'll be routed. So um, you can reach Dan that way. His website is danhoustonassociates.com. Houston as in Texas. (laughs) H-O-U-S-T-O Van Associates with an S on it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been our pleasure. It's been a great show, and we're going to have to have you back because there's more to the story. Oh, (laughs) wonderful. This has been such a good experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are more than welcome. Thank you. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.